there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty? No, you're not. I'm Cam. There's no Salty this week. We are Sans Salt. He's in mourning. Just us peppery boys. Poor old Salt is in mourning for Prince Philip. Yeah. Um, he, he couldn't. He's like, boys, I know you're going to have some laughs, some, some japes, some chortles, but uh, I just can't be a part of it. I can't. Joke about His Royal Highness, Prince Philip. Gone too soon. Gone like three months too soon. Did you see... He nearly made the ton. Did you see a lot of people like... And we were all the talk of like, you know, national mourning countries in shock. And like legitimate, you know, newspapers were saying that about Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> so no. No one cared. Like uh, the people that cared, I don't know. I don't trust them. No. They're, they're not to be trusted. Some of the stuff, like, in the UK, some of the stuff about it was so weird. I guess because they, they have all these protocols in place for when a royal dies, right? Yeah. And I guess for, like, a, for the Prince Philip and probably for the Queen, they have, like, these extra ones. I don't know if they would have this stuff in place if, like, Harry died or whatever. Mm. But stuff like the one of the train, like, route websites, like, I don't know, whatever the British equivalent is of the Metro Trains website, mm. they went grayscale. Yeah, as a sign of respect, until people were like, "We can't read." Like I'm colorblind and I can't read the train thing anymore. Well, the the official did you see the official Twitter account say, "Yeah, you're right. I can't read it either. We'll get someone to sort it out." Yeah, <laughs> the weekend though, I, I don't. No one's in. It's just me. And then their solution was like, "Oh, we're going to have a you know an option so you can still turn it black and white if you want to read <laughs> solemnly read the train timetable." <laughs> You want to make sure you're mourning correctly by reading the timetable. Uh, I saw, did see um, they'd spelled out uh, HRH and then the royal, some sort of royal crest in pieces of fish at a fish shop. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so there was some salmon, salmon fillets with a HRH, and there's little dots of tuna, and uh, I think what the British call kippers around there as well. So that was. Um, that made me really, you know, just really emotional. 
This, they are they're weird about stuff over there though. Like it's, I think it's sort of an extension of their whole poppy madness. You know how mm. like they're all like the whole poppy thing went way too far in the UK, where I think that it's quite controversial not to wear a poppy, and then it sort of kept on getting extended the time in which you should be wearing a poppy. Yeah, right. So th- we are talking about Prince Philip on the show today. That's our topic. Yeah, we've spoken about him before. Yeah, I felt like uh, when there was a lot of talking about, you know, all of Prince Philip's misdeeds over the years, Luke, mm. you seemed a little uh, put out that no one was remembering your main thing. <laughs> I mean, I just did one one tweet about it. You seemed incredibly put out. It's not put out at all. It was a pretty a pretty standard tweet by my. Seems like you're a little bit mad online. No, normal tweet. Oh, so one, you've, you're saying you've never been mad online. One normal tweet from Luke. Okay. Um, but that is one of my favourites. And now now that you've mentioned it, uh, if people want to go back and listen to our episode about the WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, uh, I don't know, it's in the feed somewhere. Early like, early on, I think. It's like, like episode four or something. Yeah. Um, but you know what we learned about that was the WWF were – Started really weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> have had a long history of of weird and awful things up until like quite recently. Um, my main one is the started by eugenicists and used as a back channel for South African businesses during apartheid. Um, which I went to Wikipedia mm, pretty recently to look at that, and it had been scrubbed. Mm. All of that stuff was gone, and then I went back recently, and it was back again. Um, it kind of reminds me, you know, it's, it's hard to know what, like, hard to keep up with that Wikipedia page and what's true and what isn't. Much like the Green Jello Wikipedia page, nineties <laughs> uh, novelty. Well, to most novelty act, to me, just a good album, a good song, good artist, mm. uh, singers of Three Little Pigs. Amongst other great songs. Yeah. Alternative I, Tentacles? No. Were they associated with in any way? I don't think so. You think that's the Dick uh, Jello Biafra record label? Yeah, maybe I'd, I'm just getting confused by the Jello. No, they're um, associated with Tool. So Maynard from Tool played drums on uh, some, if not all, of their albums uh, or some of their early songs. They... Yeah, the Wikipedia page tells uh, weaves a tale, and I don't know where the truth lies. <laughs> and it's been kind of one of my favourite little internet curios for a while. We're not talking about that, though. No, I feel like, yeah, at some point you're going to have to explain the connection. <laughs> it's just the, the Wikipedia page for Green Je- Jelly tells a tale, and so does the Wikipedia page for the World Wildlife Fund. Yep. But it would seem that there is a shadow war occurring within the edits of the World Wildlife Fund Wikipedia yes. page. Yeah. And also, I think we probably needed to mention at some point that Prince Philip was instrumental in setting up the World Wildlife Fund. He was a, a co-founder of the World Wildlife Fund. Um, it's also like had controversy of hiring mercenaries uh, and, and hit squads and stuff over the years. Uh, I, I haven't actually looked up any more of that. It's all on our, on our last show, I think. Um, but we thought we'd dive into... Prince Philip, just because, you know, royals, lizards, uh, the coronavirus or him saying he wanted to die and come back as a bacteria to kill the world 
to help yeah. depopulate the world. That quote's been trotted out a lot. Let's get into it all. Where did you start, Cam? Have you oh, got I a starting sta- point? I started by just looking at Prince Philip videos. Because as well as, like, like you were complaining ad nauseum on Twitter, like people were concentrating on, like, some of his racist gaffes and just forgetting about the eugenics, eugenic stuff. Yeah. But what I noticed when I was, like, looking at Prince Philip videos is people were also forgetting that he was just generally, like, an asshole all the time. Not even, like, even when he wasn't being racist, he was being weird. <laughs> and there was this great video that was on, like, Royal Family Channel News, mm-hmm. uh, which I sort of expected to be a little more posy, but mm-hmm. <laughs> was not. Uh, but it was just a video of him, like, visiting a school with the Queen. And the Queen's, like, looking at the kid's finger paintings and stuff. And, like, some kid, like, reads a little thing to her. Like, oh, this is what I had for lunch. And she's like, mm, very good. Meanwhile, Prince Philip's walking around and he's like, oh, you don't teach the kids joined up writing anymore? And the teacher's like, yeah, we do. And it's joined up. He's like, mm, doesn't look like it to me. It's very bad. <laughs> Just fucking ragging on some kid's <laughs> handwriting in front of him. I feel like that's a thing that probably our parents' generation and up, probably a generation before them, would be like super upset by <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't do cursive anymore, <laughs> and that's evidence. No, so w- where I really started with Prince Philip was the numbers. Oh, how yeah, I got some numbers gear. So the <laughs> the stupidest thing I saw with the numbers was all right. Let's let's go through the numbers. He's born on the tenth of June, nineteen twenty-one. Yep. So he was ninety-nine years old when he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be precise, he was 99 years, 9 months, and 30 days old, mm-hmm. or a total of 36,463 days old. So, uh, 99 years, 9 months old. He also died on April 9, mm-hmm. which is the ninth day of the month. Yep. And was the 99th day of the year. So, Whoa. there's a whole lot of nines. Also, 4th of the 9th, 2021, if you add all of those numbers up, Yep. You get 18. And oh. then if you add those numbers up, one plus eight, you get nine. Whoa. So I don't know how you can look at all of these nines, Robo, and be like, that's just a coincidence. Now, Cam, how many days old did you just say he was? Uh, 36,463. Interesting. So if you added three and six, mm-hmm. what, what do you, you got? Uh, <laughs> you'd get nine. And then if you added the other three and six, you've got? Nine. So you've got nine four nine. <laughs> yeah. So like just a, ignore that four. Well, no, but if you draw a heart around it and put the four in the middle, mm. nine loves nine. Oh. Think about it. Yeah. What else you got? Well, actually, the thing that I was looking at about this did not explain why the 36463 thing was in any way important. I guess it's a like it's a palindrome. So that's sort of something. Yeah, yeah, they they reads backwards and forwards. I bet that you could twist that into something. Yeah, but they didn't bother. Uh, but, I mean, the most basic B thing about all of these nines is 99 years and nine months, that's three nines. Uh, ninth day of the month on the 99th day of the year, that's three nines. Why don't we just flip those nines upside down? Uh-oh. Uh You've only got a whole bunch of six six sixes everywhere, don't you? Oh, you do. It's all sixes. Yeah. I d- is there a? I mean, a g- recurring numbers are a big one, but a six. If you're flipping nines to sixes, 
Because nine doesn't seem to come up as a power number that often, does it? No, but apparently it's very important. But <laughs> I feel like the main importance of it is that when you flip it upside down. Yeah. Um, now, we mentioned a quote before, Cam. I've got some numbers to blow your mind. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. We mentioned that quote before uh, where he said uh, he would like to be reincarnated as a deadly virus in order to help with the world's overpopulation problem. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he said that in 1988. Yep. If you were born in 1988 and you died in 2021, how old would you be? <laughs> Fuck you. 33. Uh, 33, yeah. That's what I was going to say. The most, the strongest power number. I was going to say 32. Because <laughs> I, mean, I was de- like. It does depend when you were born and, and die in each year, but. Yeah. Well, because I was actually just thinking about like someone who I knew who was born in 1988. I was like, well, they're 32. That doesn't, that doesn't add up. <laughs> You're making me look like a fool. Um, someone commented on that. Uh, I didn't. That wasn't my original research coming up with the thirty-three. Full disclosure, it was someone on Reddit. Uh, I think conspiracy no poll, but they also said that um, he has died now at the end of COVID nineteen mm-hmm. to be reincarnated into a more deadly variant COVID-21. called COVID twenty-one. Yep. So he's coming back. So the reason he's died is is somehow. I, mean, I don't know why. COVID-19 needed, needed to play a part. I guess it needed to just get some steam up. Mm. He's like, I need, you know, I can, he's like the striker in, in football and soccer. Everyone else can do the work to get me the ball and get it in that right spot. I'll die, come back as COVID-21. Kick it through. Kick that goal and depopulate the world. So I also saw in relation to that people being like, you know, the like the most common or the, like the most virulent strain of COVID-19 in the US at the moment is the UK variant. Mm. And it's like, see, see, but it's like, he's not reincarnated as the, the UK variant. It was already there before he died. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite funny how, well, not funny, I guess, because there's a global awful pandemic happening, but people are trying to tie it in when he's died kind of at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> like it would have been, you know, can you imagine the, the excitement and the hullabaloo if he died at the start of it? Yeah. So I've seen two takes on the numerology stuff relating to this. One take I saw was that, like, the numerology was all a distraction from what was really going on. Like, this is just to make things look dumb. Yeah. Then <laughs> the other thing I saw was... I, I saw the, all of this numerology stuff and then it also went into like this idea of him being reincarnated as the virus and a lot of, but then it went into a lot, like a lot of in-depth occult stuff about reincarnation and like different Illuminati factions that might believe in reincarnation. And so if you were into that sort of thing, it sort of made, it made sense within that broader sort of worldview slash narrative or whatever, right? But then some of the comments on that were like, all of this crazy sci-fi reincarnation stuff is just to make the sensible numerology stuff look dumb. <laughs> Discrediting numerology with more numerology. Yeah. Whereas probably like the stuff about the occult and the reincarnation, I don't know, sort of maybe 
technically made more sense. Like it, there was more certainly more world building incorporated into it. <laughs> you really want world building in your occult? Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's yeah, what Crowley did best. Yeah, <laughs> he built worlds. So I I did see someone suggest that maybe he was dead before April nine, and so they've had to release the news on April nine because that that fit the numerology. Uh, but like, I mean, the pictures of him in the lead up to the tier three, he was clearly dead. Yeah, like it, that's sort of a believable theory. It's I guess it depends on whether you think that the numerology is the way it is because the numerology is sending some sort of message. Mm. Like we've talked about that stuff before, like way, way, way back where they think that Gematra, these things are encoded messages or, you know, mocking messages from the New World Order that with your special knowledge you can decode, which is one way of looking at it. But the other way of looking at numerology is that things have to happen on certain dates for occult purposes, for, you know, maximum power on mm. your rituals and things. And so if that's how you think things are going, which, again, from a world-building view makes more sense, it doesn't make any sense to kill him on some other day and then just put it in the newspaper a few days later. Yeah, but as we saw, he was He was clearly health. already dead. So, like, they had to weekend at Bernie's it until... And you know, drive him around in a in a car as a corpse mm. until the night. Ah, actually, and then trick trick the druids that are waiting there. They were waiting for the night. As, <laughs> as Philip going, oh, he's just driving past now. You he's can't alive. trick druids like that. You can absolutely trick druids like that. Imagine druids if blinded by their hoods, no peripheral vision. They just see a snippet of him in the car. Oh, there he is, still alive. Ah. Uh- Look, I reckon maybe you could trick a druid with their limited vision mm, due to the hoods. Yeah. But when you are, you know, calling through Beelzebub from beyond this realm, like, you're not going to have the... It doesn't matter if the druids have been tricked. You don't have the power. You think Beelzebub and, hasn't got enough on his plate right now? And, He's like, I'll leave this up to the... I trust the druids. They did Stonehenge. Bang up job of that. We're still talking about it. They have uh, done some pretty, pretty sweet progressive rock over the years. Why would I not trust them with the death of Prince Philip? Yeah, maybe. I think you're not going to have enough power. You're not going to have enough juice. It's no good at being encanted into the, this reality if you don't have enough juice because they are, oh, they killed you on the 7th. Yeah. Um, speaking of him being actually dead and kept alive, our good mate Jonesy weighed in. Oh, good. Pre him dying, uh, that Jonesy was actually saying at the time, look, another thing Alex Jones got right. <laughs> Wait, is this before he's dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he was going to die. I, the, lately on um, Infowars, they, they're really claiming that Alex Jones has just gotten so many things right. Another thing. And they've always kind of done that, but this is, it's, I feel like it's really ramped up. Just another thing. Uh, so he was actually dead and kept alive as a transhuman, um, like what's going to happen to Bill Gates, where they will upload their voice prints and their minds to a computer and an avatar and a zombie kind of version of them that will be going around. Um, and they'll use that to escape judgment. She didn't really elaborate on, I'm assuming like from from God um, or hell, from Beelzebub himself. So... They had actually tricked Beelzebub by 
weekend at burning Bernie's at weekending at Bernie's at yeah yep uh by doing it using a voice print and a, a zombie avatar now Alex Jones also says this is why uh, he's, he's referring to them as, as transhumans which is you know the the kind of that um, people sticking body parts and um, you know tails to themselves and sci-fi things he's saying that that's what's happening now and that's why we can't say trans this and trans that that's a direct quote which is crazy to me because saying trans right now is something that you can absolutely say yes it's something we're really trying to highlight that trans people exist and trans people have rights the entire left is kind of united behind that except for turfs but we don't want to talk about them so jones is really misreading that isn't it jonesy that doesn't want to say trans this and trans that (laughs) it really is actually Jonesy's lawyered himself. What a bloody doofus. What a goose. Hey, we finally got him. Bit of QAnon stuff? Absolutely a bit of QAnon stuff. Oh, uh, can I just finish on a little bit of numerology that I, I noted down and forgot about? Yeah. Um, so April 9th is National Unicorn Day, which is Scotland's national animal. What? Uh, <laughs> which is crazy because unicorns don't exist. But, no. Uh, and so that was the day he died. And then they do a 666, bit of gear on this. But then they say April is Aries, which is the horned ram. You've got horns, you've got beasts. Uh, beast connotations, this person says. Do they not have it's any a- animals in Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they have some. Surely it's, a- surely it's time to update <laughs> the unicorn. They're like, all right, this is a bit childish. Let's like make Begbie beg our national animal. Do you think they looked at whales and they're like, well, they've got a mythical dragon and that's really working for them. Mm. Shall we uh, – unicorn? Is that is that what's left? Yeah, right. A unicorn uh, – like a unicorn's that like part of that ingrained in Scottish mythology? I don't really know, to be honest. Um, given my last name is Robertson, I feel like I should know more Scottish mythology, but I don't. I certainly don't. In Celtic mythology, yep. the unicorn is associated with purity and innocence. Well, that's what I think of when I think of Scotland, as well as masculinity and power. Now, what you've just clicked on, Cam, there's a fuzzy picture of a, a unicorn on the Visit Scotland website. Like someone that has spotted one in the wild. That sort of fuzzy picture? Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. You click through to the site and it's not there, but then there's that same picture but not fuzzy, and it's it's, uh, it's actually Nessie. Ah. Ah, it's weird. So maybe they're saying Nessie, if you look at the tail of Nessie, it looks like a point. So if you Nessie, fuzzy Nessie up, flip them around, yep. you've got a unicorn. Yeah, what the fuck? Scotland has an incredibly famous <laughs> mythical animal already. Yeah, they're like that unicorns. Uh, admittedly, looking at Google Images for unicorns, there's some really powerful looking unicorns with big long horns. Yeah, although, but apparently, part of the thing of the unicorn is that on the coat of arms is always depicted chained up. It's been tamed by the power of a Scottish king. Yeah, there is also picture of a uh, My Little Ponies unicorn. <laughs> this is from Reddit in front of a Scottish flag. Uh, this is 
Reddit slash uh, R slash MLP Lounge, My Little Pony Lounge. Uh, did you know Unicorn is Scottish national animal? Um, someone said, Unreal national animal for an unreal nation. Hiyo. They've linked to something and then they've bracketed, The Scots are going to kill me. I feel like, you know, if I'm getting all my kings together and we're getting our like crests out, like the business card scene from American Psycho. Yep. And I'm pulling out, you know, my unicorn that I've tamed, like only a Scottish king can tame a unicorn. Like, that's bullshit. (laughs) Like, everyone's going to laugh at you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a D&D business card. Meanwhile, like, look at Paul Allen's crest. He's got, like, a mighty lion. Um, I've also found a picture from a Reddit uh, spin-off alternative called Steam It. Um, Unicorn is a national animal, and it's a... a Unicorn, uh, I'm going to paint a picture. He's got rainbow, uh, what do you call that, mane and tail, gold horn, purple glasses that people would describe as Kanye West glasses. Mm -hmm. Those of us that are cultured would know they originate from the hit 80s movie The Last Dragon, which is where Kanye got the inspiration for those glasses from. Uh, Beside the point, this unicorn is dabbing. (laughs) Um. All right, that's enough unicorn gear. Yeah. So, what else has there been about? You were this? doing Q and on. Oh, Q and on. Uh, so this was great because the Q people haven't had a lot to do lately. There hasn't been a Q drop for a while, so they're sort of having to make their own fun. Mm. And uh, there was one theory about Prince Philip's death, which was that uh, the the ship in the Suez Canal had been, you know, obviously held up which meant that the shipment of adrenochrome that was coming for Prince Philip was also held up, and so this is why he's dead. He didn't get his shipment of Lucian time. Oh. Is there nothing that Evergreen didn't take from us? Uh, uh, The only other thing I know it's taken is garden gnomes are in short supply in England. That's not true, is it? I saw a headline about it. Is it from a real headline or is it from a joke? No, I think it was real. It was just today, and honestly, that is the kind of headline I'd expect to see about England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't think, oh, that's crazy. I went, oh, yeah, that's that's the kind of shit they get into. I guess the thing about this adrenochrome thing is the, the truth is perhaps stranger than fiction. Which Go is, on. I saw, uh, you, you found this. Apparently, the royals, like, they have their own stock of their own blood on hand all the time. Yeah, this... This came up in the news a couple of weeks before his death, and it was widely reported and I think verified that the Prince Philip and the Queen, and I think maybe even Prince Charles, get around with a bag of blood. Well, they don't get around with it. They have someone to hold it for them. Mm. And you kind of you hear that and go, well, that's crazy. Mm. But then you realise they're all freaking old. Yeah. And if they get sick in a, another country like... Even though they really just as meaningless figureheads, we've seen the meltdown that English people will have. <laughs> so, like you know, if they die in Africa uh, on a on a trip, like Africa, uh, England are going to get all bloody crazy and warry again, <laughs> and try to colonize and you know do all these awful things again. So they've got to keep them alive if they get sick. So a good way to do that would be to have a supply of blood, so you're not you know 
risking a transfusion or something. And I, I read one quote from that that was like, um, the queen, oh, she tops it up with her own blood to stop any infection from someone else's blood, mm. which makes it sound like the alternative would be to keep the blood bag topped up with other people's blood. <laughs> yeah. We've got 50 quarts of her blood or however many blood you need. Uh, we just keep topping it up from random strangers. She's like, no, it must be my own supply. Why is she constantly needing to top it up? I guess it goes off. Yeah, I suppose. Blood has a shelf life, surely. Do you reckon the guy who's in charge of carrying the blood, like that's his only job? Or is that, you know, he's got other tasks? Well, you'd just need a little esky, right? Like a little... Yeah. You know, the, like the pilot polystyrene ones they use for organs and stuff. A little bit of dry ice, I'm assuming. Mm. But I, like, I kind of don't want that guy to be distracted by other tasks. Like, well, he, he wouldn't need to carry. Like, he wouldn't need to carry it that close to the queen. He'd just need to leave it in his hotel room. It needs to be handy. How quickly do you need a transfusion if you need one? If you need one, you need it right away. Yeah, but like, leave it in his hotel room, and if anything goes wrong, you can jump in an Uber. Oh my god, you're putting a lot of faith in you know traffic around the world. Yeah. What if it's during surge pricing times and, you know, you can't get an Uber for 15 minutes? Every second counts. The royals can afford surge prices. If anyone can afford a surge price, it's these bloody royals. Anyway. Um, yeah, that, I mean, it's the kind of a thing that is quite weird to, to hear. But when you think about it, you're like, oh, it, like it sucks. And I don't condone that these mega rich royals that do nothing can go around the world with someone carrying their blood. But there is a, a somewhat rational well, explanation. It's job, job creation. Yeah. Does, you know, the blood top-ups. People do that, right? They get young people's blood to top up. Or is that just a Silicon Valley plot line? Oh, no. Well, I think that's sort of based on, yeah, a true thing that you would like. Yeah. Might get the blood of a young person sort of transfused into yours for, like, health reasons. Or like yeah. dubious health reasons. I think that's sort of based on the truth. Yeah. Which is pretty cooked, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess you do it when you're, you know, when you're dying. But yeah, just to get a little top up every now and then. Uh, I think that's a bit weird. You're not going to catch me doing it, Cam. No, I, shouldn't, I should hope not. You're just, Don't go looking into it any further. <laughs> you're disgusting blood. Uh, any QAnon, more QAnon things? Not really. It's, it's tough, on it's people not touch the fact that he was a creep? Well, I mean, I guess the other, the sort of main QAnon adjacent thing is that, like, Prince Andrew has sort of been a little bit back in the spotlight just because, I guess, there's one less royal to take the spotlight away. So he was like... He was like at the funeral, and there was some sort of suggestion that you know maybe his this might be the beginning of an image rehabilitation process for him. Uh, I actually I feel uncomfortable saying this is QAnon adjacent because he actually is a nonce. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's famous creep and definite sex pest. Yeah, so the, I did see some suggestions that like this might be the beginning of a rehabilitation, image rehabilitation, but I, then I also saw. Somebody like, yeah, there were people that were just not speaking to him at the funeral. So I was like, I don't think it's going very well. But they're all socially distant anyway. Yeah. No, but I mean, the other the other thing that Prince Philip was a creep. Yeah. Married his cousin, 
She was 13. He was 18. Yeah, it's a bit weird. A bit weird. A different time. Yeah. It's a different. You could be creepy with your cousins. It was normal. I did read a little bit about that where at the time, Philip was described in the press as a blonde Greek Apollo, a Viking, and handsome as any film star. This is according to Town & Country magazine at the time. I looked at photos and like, I know. Oh, yeah, here we go. Royal hot or not with Luke Robo Robertson. Yeah, and I, I know. I know that I'm not really good with knowing what is attractive in a, in a man to you know to people that are attracted to men. Like oh, I, <laughs> sometimes I think I I have an idea, and it turns out I'll ask you know ladies that I know, and they're like, no, that's that's not right. <laughs> and so I looked at him. It's making like, me doubt some of the compliments you've given me over the years. But anyway, <laughs> go on. But like, I don't think he's. I don't think he you would look at him and go, at the Greek Apollo. He looks like an inbred royal, which he was. I'll be the I'll be the judge of this. Yeah. All right. Yeah, whatever. You're not you're not thirsting for him? Hang on, I'm bringing it up. Young Prince Philip. You can do play along at home too. I mean, some of these photos are definitely better than others. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got a bit of a weird-shaped head. Yeah. And, like, by the time... Yeah. No, not into it. Not my type, Cam. So what else have we got about... Well, I mean, there's just all of the normal stuff, right? He killed Princess Diana. Mm, we've got some DMX gear. What have you got on Diana? Oh, just the same. He didn't kill Diana. Go listen, go listen to our Princess Diana show. He didn't kill Diana, did, she, did he? Yeah. I don't want to relitigate the whole Diana thing. Uh, yeah, well, shall we wrap it up with some DMX gear? Yeah, so someone um, is speculating... Oh no! Oh, oh, firstly, let's let's leave this DMX as a bit of a sizzle. Yeah. Because uh, I watched a lizard video. Yeah, classic. Oh yeah. Like, We've got to get some lizard gear. This was a video that promised to, to capture him and the queen with uh, their eyes looking like lizard eyes and their teeth looking like lizard teeth, sharp and pointy. Uh, it mentioned him, but it was all the queen. Yeah. And the Queen does have pretty pointy teeth, so I guess that's why you got to focus on her. Um, but the only picture of – and it was like a lot of, you know, low-quality pictures, slow zoom-ins mm. on normal-looking eyes in a low-quality picture. Uh, the only picture of him was he was covering his eyes, which is the exact opposite of what the video promised me. Yeah, although it is suspicious that he doesn't want us to see his lizard eyes. you got a point there. Touché. Uh, DMX also died. Yeah. The rapper. Same day? Oh, was it? Well, it was just around the same time. Yeah. Um, DMX death. I guess time zones would make that kind of confusing. Yeah. DMX, arguably. Same day. The opposite day. of Prince Philip. In what way? Black? Well, you know, Prince Philip's going around making racist gaffes, whereas DMX was going around being like, I will box George Zimmerman. Mm. and I will break all of the rules of boxing to beat him to a bloody pole. <laughs> That's like his famous gaffe. He shouldn't have said that. He should have just done it. So quite, he did have some, quite opposite. He did have some homophobic lyrics that I reckon Prince Philip would probably be okay with. Oh, no. All right. Not well, that many, but he did have a couple. Uh, both of them had a really good show at Woodstock, <laughs> 99. I don't think that's true. Hmm. I don't think DMX oh, was at Woodstock right <laughs> Wait, I'm getting DMX confused with corn. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, no, so DMX also passed away. And this person on conspiracy slash no poll, sorry, slash conspiracy no poll, said, uh, Prince Philip DMX, who will be the third? Because de- uh, famous people die in threes. And he was, look, he's asking the question, but in the comments he's speculating. And he's got some pretty strong theories that Hunter Biden is currently on a media rehab tour. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think he is. But no, rehab, he's, not rehab, a, he's not rehabilitating him, his, his image. No. If, if anything, his image is getting worse. Yeah. The less we see of Donald Trump's sons, the more we realize that Biden's son is also not great. He's probably fine. Nowhere near as bad as those. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, Hunter's on the rebound because Harris is going to pick him as her vice president once Joe Biden dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Right, yeah. So Hunter Biden, so Joe Biden's going to be the third. That's why Hunter Biden is is in the media, as we're all seeing, just becoming the darling, the golden child of the media, uh, because he's going to be vice president. So they did both die on the same day. Yes. Uh, do we know if it was time, like what time and respective time zones, though? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't, we don't need to drill down into that, but carry on. But like, so <laughs> on that day, there are another like 50 other celebrities died. Like, you know, celebrities of different things. Such as? Like the former Attorney General of the United States. Okay. And also, who was also the uh, the lawyer. Well, it just says American lawyer and then in brackets, Saddam Hussein Slobodan Milosevic. Which I don't know if that means he was their lawyer or if he prosecuted them <laughs> as the attorney general. <laughs> Could really go either way with oh, no, American well, attorney general. He was attorney general nineteen sixty six to nineteen sixty nine, so he was probably the lawyer for Saddam Hussein and Slobodan Milosevic. Yeah. yeah so definitely. would he be the third? But then you've also got like Eckhard Fasser, the Swiss bobsledder. Uh, uh, yeah. Rudolph, Rudolph Firminov, the actor who you would remember from The Circus Burned Down, The Clowns Have Gone, I Want to Go to Prison. Wait, is that all one movie? Oh, no, it's two movies. So hang on, is The Circus Burned Down the, the circu- first one? The Circus Burned Down and The Clowns Have Gone is one movie, and then the other movie oh. is I Want to Go to Prison. How good would it be if the whole thing was one movie? By your, your intonation, I thought it was The Circus Burned Down, first movie, second movie, Circus has been down too. <laughs> All the clouds have gone. I want to go to prison. Someone from Big Brother died. Oh, I saw. No, I didn't. I saw a. No, I saw a TikTok about an unrelated thing. Carry on. Various old politicians. They're always dying. But yeah, you could pull out a politician on, on like using the QAnon or the whatever scale you want to use. If you're going by that method, you just pull out any one of these people and be like, yeah, see, he also died. Yeah. There's no one really on the same level as Prince Philip or. Uh- DMX. I guess it depends on how much you care about, like a te- the Italian art scene or suburban classical music. Suburban Serbian. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good burn on Serbia though? If like we wanted to tell them off for being so pedestrian. What, can you read? Can, can you say the burn, please? <laughs> if we just call them suburban. <laughs> so you'd say what your, <laughs> your classical music <laughs> sounds a bit suburban. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the time where you can use that, Cam. Anyway, this is the sort of stuff that Salty would have put a stop to. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think that's it. It is it. Uh, we've got a new show coming up, and Cam, a little teaser. Uh, I think I've got a theory that you might think is a bit cooked. Well, sign up at uh, patreon.com slash hypothetical institute or whatever the URL is. Yep. I trust in you, <laughs> gender listener. Find it somehow. Uh, and you'll be able to hear that new show. And we'd also like to thank our cooked $33 sponsors, Tammy and Vanessa. Thank you for your support. Robbo, where, where can they find you, mate? Give me at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com. Uh, we just labelled up our next Patreon beer, which is really exciting. So that'll be going out to people. And we're launching, hopefully this week, a new spin-off show with my good friends, Tiff and Lindsay. Uh, I've just edited it and they were concerned it was too angry uh, and too feminist to be published. And I said, just right. Looking forward to publishing it. So, And what is that about? Uh, beer stuff. All right. Uh, so when it's up, it'll be crack the ceiling or crack the glass ceiling. Anyway, follow Isle of a Time on social media and, uh, yeah, here's some, um, some queer and women's issues in the beer scene discussed, which is really exciting. But also with a pun in the title, I assume. It's a pun, right? Like yeah, so it's a play on the Mastodon. It's a play on the Mastodon album, Crack the Sky. <laughs> right. Because that has a whale on the cover and Isle of a Time is a whale. Yeah. It isn't, but I just realised that and I am enjoying it. So, Cam, where do people find you? What about Tiff and Lynn's Drink Some Gins as another spin-off? Yeah. Uh, Salty, <laughs> you can find at Saltmarsh everywhere. Toe Hider uh, on Patreon. Twitch had his first Twitch anniversary, which was the Salt on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that was a bit of a, a good shindig. People people had a good time. Yeah, check it out. He's doing some fun stuff over there. And you can find me at Sexenheimer. On Twitter, Yana Passaran is my radio show on 3CR. We've got a show coming out this week with Dr. M.R.X. Dentith, who is a doctor of philosophy and an expert on conspiracy theories, which people who listen to this may find interesting. We'll talk a bit about the philosophy of conspiracies. Sounds good. All right. See you later. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Supply contains mind altering drugs. Don't worry about a thing. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Don't worry. Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?